0: probably hit record and we should probably talk about something to come in on um we can talk about <coughs> you dying apparently I just had like a weird tickle in my throat anyways um when was the last time you were on Amazon Prime last Friday mm, yes for the third of the rings why I noticed you had changed your profile picture and I didn't know when <laughs> Um, welcome to Afternoonified, Nunified, uh, a mini. Um, I don't know what I've titled this, but the name of the recording session is Thor Five. So here's my pitch for Thor Five Taika Watiti, if you're listening. I, I'm pretty sure he does. I mean he'd have to at this point. It, it's basically about <laughs> No, uh we're gonna we're gonna do a little Norse tale um that I, I found on Norsemythology.org. Go figure. Perfect. Yeah. Figured it was probably safe to get my stories from them. I don't know. Background: if you've seen Thor Love and Thunder, there are two animal friends. I'm trying to be as vague as possible that you m- might think are significant. So we're going to talk about those two animal friends that I think were actually in the trailers. It's goats. We're talking about goats. I mean, also, like, yeah, you. I, I assume you're not going to be able to make it through the episode without saying goats. <laughs> Um, I will say I have not seen the new Thor yet, and I know, and it's terrible. Um, but please don't no spoilers for me either. Or our listeners, but mostly me. No, I I this is actually the end of talking about Thor the movie, um, for the most part. Right. I would recommend watching that though. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like I said, it is on my list. I will get to it, and not like the way like I put a lot of TV shows in my list and then never like, watched them, the as list. we were just discussing. Like I will literally sit down and watch Thor: Love and Thunder. I just not have not had the bandwidth. I have been too distracted by other thing, fun things like embroidery to like sit down and watch Thor. Um, yeah, I haven't watched. And that's that. not like an embroider during movie. That is an actual sit down and pay attention <laughs> movie. Because I love Thor. Um, yeah, I haven't watched it again. Uh, since it it was on Disney Plus. Um, I saw it in theaters though. It's great. Not as good as Ragnarok, but nothing is. Like, literally, there are a few things existing on the planet Earth that are better than Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok is pretty hard to beat. I mean, it's got Loki and Jeff Goldblum. This is Which true. Love and Thunder doesn't. have. <laughs> just put Jeff Goldblum in all the movies, I think. Make him the new Willem Dafoe, where he just kind of shows up on set for movies that he wasn't invited to. I'm fine Do- with this. Just bringing that kind of, like, chaotic uncle energy to everything. <laughs> exactly apparently he's like that in person too um brian uh, the (laughs) old host of this podcast uh worked at a hotel for a while uh where they put uh portlandia guests up when they were were in town and Jeff goldblum was one of those portlandia guests and uh he's just like that you know good for him i'm glad no he's not it's not an act there's a lot of like finger guns and beautiful man Uh, he sounds like a delightful man fortunately the grandmaster is not in this story either so we are going to talk about um thor's goats who i believe i love goats at least in the film were called tooth grinder and tooth nasher i as i told sarah have only done a preliminary reading of the story (laughs) they might not even name the goats in the story who knows all right let's get into it once upon a time it was not in the article that I got this from. Uh, while Thor and Loki were traveling far from Asgard in Thor's goat-drawn chariot, night overtook them and they were welcomed into the house of a farmer and his family. To repay his host for their hospitality, Thor offered his goats for supper, knowing that he could bring them back to life afterwards and not be at any loss. Oh, okay. <laughs> Emily, you scared me there. Yeah, you know, the- It's like like, is this, this going to be a story about goats- Getting eaten because I don't want to hear it, unless immediately choose another. It is, but they don't get into it. Um, after the meal, Thor laid the goat hides on the floor and instructed his host to place the bones on the hides after the meat had been gleaned from them. The farmer had two children: a boy named Thialfi and a daughter named Roskva. That's a both great names. Despite the thunder god's instructions, Thialfi broke open one of the goats slag bones to suck out the marrow before placing it on the hide with others. Um, I did read in another Jesus, like calm down. summary of the story that Loki convinced him that it was okay. So, Well, Loki <laughs> would do that. Both movie Loki and mytho- mythological Loki. A lot of overlap between those two as it is. <laughs> Weirdly enough. <laughs> um, when Thor awoke the following morning, he hallowed the goat hides. That's the word. Hallowed the goat hides. Oh, no, I, I mean, get it out. I, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming that means he, like, uh, um, what's it called? Like, skinned if them? Is that what we're, three, we're talking about? Three words further. um, I would have. All right. So when Thor awoke the following morning, he hallowed the goat hides and bones with his hammer, whereupon the goats sprang back to life. He used it as a little magic wand. Oh, okay. One of them, however, had a <laughs> lame hind leg. Mm. Thor immediately. Guess the reason for this and was so furious at the farmer his family that he would have slain them all on the spot had the farmer not offered him his children to be his servants <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's better than dying but ouch i mean it's the kid's fault and not his sister's fault but that's like some top tier like middle sibling energy like you didn't fucking do anything and yet you're somehow involved yeah that tracks i say this as like the spoiled little baby of the family got everything she ever wanted. I've been told multiple times that I have big middle child energy. This. Yes. (laughs) Correct. Uh, So Thor accepted and he, Loki and the children pressed onward on foot, leaving the goats behind. And that's um, the end of the goats (laughs) participation in the story for now. That. So they got eaten and then resurrected. And one has a gimpy leg because someone can't follow the rules. Gotcha. Uh, the party's goal was to reach Jotunheim, the land Jotunheim. Hold on, Travis. Is it Jotunheim or Jotunheim? Jotunheim. Could have asked me that. Uh, he's been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so I, I know he's heard he's heard it recently. I've heard words before. <laughs> Their party's goal was to reach Jotunheim, the land of the giants. They crossed an ocean and a thick, tangled forest. No word on how they crossed the ocean on foot. Uh, Magic. just Being gods. Yeah, just as night was falling, they came to a huge hall. They found no one inside and decided to spend the night there. They were jostled awake by a great earthquake. Running outside, they found a sleeping giant whose snores caused the earth to rumble and shake. Thor, who hated giants, clutched his hammer and resolved to smite this sure foe of his. But the giant awoke and at the last... Uh, but the giant awoke at the last second and seemed to be cheered, or at least amused, by the sight of Thor and his companions. The giant introduced himself as Skirmir, uh, but said that he already knew full well to whom he was introducing himself. In Old Norse, Skirmir... Skr- Skirmir. There was an R in there that I didn't see. <laughs> That's a lot of... Skirmir. A lot of sounds going on in, in that. In Old Norse means boaster. Just a little clue on what his whole deal is. Oh, dear. Screamer. Just realized Darcy has a doctorate, and she still said Mew <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. the traps. Yep. All right, so this, this giant here, uh, Screamer, picked up his glove, the great hall in which Thor and his company had slept during the night, and proposed that he accompany them on their journey. <laughs> to this the god agreed, and they off they went through the forest and over the hills. So if anyone's keeping score... Thor and Loki are down two goats, up two children, and a giant who is carrying a full building. That's a fun party. Yeah, I would definitely be a part of this D&D campaign. (laughs) Um, At night, they took shelter beneath an oak. Skrimmer had been carrying all of their provisions in his bag, and when the giant fell asleep and the task of opening the bag fell to Thor, the god found himself unable to untie the giant's knots. This so angered Thor that he struck the dozing Skirmir in the forehead, hoping to kill him. The giant awoke calmly and asked if a leaf had fallen on his head. (laughs) Thor needs to deal with his shit. (laughs) I cannot do these (laughs) knocks! I'll kill you. Look, I don't think therapy exists in Midgard. I would imagine... No, Midgard is Earth, isn't it? Whatever the... Well, Thor world is. I've already forgotten. Asgard. I almost said Isengard. Yes. <laughs> Isengard. <laughs> yes, that one. They're taking the children to Isengard. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, later in the night, the giant's snores grew so loud they echoed through the valleys like thunder. Thor, annoyed by his inability to sleep and wanting to kill the giant anyway, tried a second time to smite him by striking him in the head. But much as before, Screamer awakened, and asked if an acorn had fallen on his head. Just before dawn, Thor decided to try one more time to end the giant's life. But the giant awakened, asked if some birds had roosted above him and shaken some dirt from the branches onto his face. (laughs) He knows what the fuck he's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Skrumir departed from Thor and his companions, and the company pressed onward toward a castle called Utgard. Which I guess is a significant thing, but the story doesn't really get into it. So it's like Utgard, but oh, it's like they kind of like drop it, and it's supposed. It's like a. It's like every time in the Lord of the Rings, the new series, when they like mention the name of a city, and it's supposed to be like meaningful. And I'm like, haven't read the Silmarillion since I was twelve. Clearly, (laughs) you've read the Silmarillion. Oh yeah, I was a fucking huge nerd in like middle school, and I my ADHD brain could not handle Tolkien's writing. (laughs) I say I couldn't tell you a single thing about it, but I did read it. Yeah, we just text Travis's friend Daniel anytime we need to know something. <laughs> that works, too. You're going to love him. Quiet knows a lot about Lord of the Rings and being nerds all Perfect. day. Yep. So they, they went to Utgard, this castle that's important. I, that's all you got. Um. So around midnight, the travelers reached their destination. The gate was locked and no one was there to open it. But Thor and the others found that they could fit through the very large spaces between the bars of the gate. Once inside, they because f- oh, it's, it's for, for giants. giants. <laughs> it's funny. Once in- it's a funny joke. Once inside, they found a hall where men sat eating and drinking. Amongst them was the king of this castle, the giant Utgarda Loki, which is different than original recipe Loki. I'm told. Well, I mean Loki is technically a, gi- a frost giant, right? Yeah. So, like, it would make sense that like the naming conventions would be similar. Yeah. Um. All right, so uh, Utgarda Loki immediately recognized his new guests and set about taunting them for their diminutive size. Why did they make this trip? <laughs> They're just getting roasted. <laughs> Actually, Thor's just getting roasted. Loki hasn't really come up at any point. Also, are Thor's goats going to come up ever again? <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> I think it's just important to know that in mythology, goat, goat did own two Thors. <laughs> go ditto to Thors, <laughs> there you go, the name of the episode uh, oh, okay, well, Loki's about to make an appearance, and we're gonna have a real lake, which one's the real uh, things are yeah, it's gonna pick up <laughs> things are gonna get fucking weird it's it's gonna get real Loki season one in here <laughs> uh wanting eight- on a scale of one to eight legged horse ooh, maybe not that bad, but also <laughs> I just glanced at the story okay so wanting to salvage his dignity and that of his companions loki proudly asserted that no one in the castle could eat food faster than he could <laughs> okay utgarda loki challenged him to prove this boast by entering a contest with one of the men there whose name was logi <laughs> so we've got something loki regular loki and sorry was yeah logi with a g Logi with a G. He is smarter than your average cross giant. <laughs> Leave. A trough of meat was set before them, with Loki at one end and Logi at the other. And they were to see who could reach the middle first. And that's a good, that's a good way to set up a contest, I have to, to say. the Lady in the Tramp a trough of meat? Yeah. Uh... This next sentence is wild. Um, They met in the middle at the same time. But while Loki had eaten all of the meat between the end and the middle, Logi had eaten the meat, the bones, and even the trough itself. Loki had clearly lost. <laughs> if, was that in the room? Ru- like, I, I feel, feel like it. you should clarify this <laughs> before you start. Like, what counts? Thialfi, who was an extremely swift runner... Then offered to race anyone in the castle. Utgarda Loki led him out to a racetrack and appointed one Hugi to compete with oh, him. Same fucking name. Yep, it's like Russian history. Uh, by Saul <laughs> Andres. Uh, by the time Hugi reached the finish line, he was so far ahead of Thialfi that he doubled back to meet his contestant. They raced a second time, and once again, Hugi beat Thialfi by a longbow shot. Still, they raced third time, but Thialfi fared even worse. He was still at the midpoint of the track by the time Hugi finished. Hmm. I feel like this wasn't maybe a fair contest. Well, it's about to get a little more fair. Uh, Thor then challenged anyone in the castle to a drinking contest, something at oh, which he well, here we go. had no little skill. <laughs> Utgarda-Loki had one of his servants fetch the kind of drinking horn from which Utgarda-Loki's Utgarda men were said to drink. When it was placed before Thor, Udgarda-Loki informed him that whoever could finish the horn in one drink was considered a great drinker. Whoever could do it in two was considered fair, but no one (laughs) was such a poor drinker as to be unable to finish it in three. This reminds me of the boot scene from Beer Fest, if (laughs) anyone has seen that movie from 20 years ago. I definitely saw that movie. You gotta turn the boot to avoid the bubble. (laughs) Bringing back a lot of memories right now of a movie, like, I completely forgot existed until 30 seconds ago. Yeah, up until, like, three or four years ago, I hadn't seen Super Troopers, and I'd only seen Beer Fest from that group of filmmakers. It was wild. My brother was really into Super Troopers. I never thought anything past, like, the first opening scene was funny. (laughs) it's fine but i was also like a 15 year old girl when i saw it so like yeah you gotta be like 12 year old and a boy or like in your 20s yes (sighs) i went to a free comedy show and the director of both of those movies did a set and it was very strange especially because he's like been in other stuff too (laughs) um okay so they're doing this drinking contest uh thor drank mightily But by the time he had to pause for breath, the level of liquor in the horn had barely lowered, so he gave it a second try, straining to gulp and gulp until his breath failed him. This time, the level had gone down a little bit more, but the better part of the horn still remained. His third drink was even more formidable than the previous two, but in the end, much was still left. By that point, however, Thor could drink no more and gave up. Then, Utgarda Loki suggested that Thor attempt to simply lift his cat from the floor but Thor proved unable to do even this. He couldn't even pick up a kitty. It was a wool kitty. It's a giant's kitty, so probably not. Yeah, but I think even then, like, it's gotta be, for Thor, a god. Maybe he's a real big kitty. Big, chunky kitty. Like a palace cat. Yeah. Um, In a rage, or a Norwegian forest cat, whatever, Um, in a rage, Thor challenged anyone in the castle to wrestle with him. Insultingly, Thor does have anger issues, doesn't he? Yeah. Insultingly, Utgarda Loki appointed an old woman, who is one of his (laughs) servants. I cannot wait for Thor to get completely wrecked by this old lady. The great god lost even this contest. (laughs) This is the best story in the world. This is why I want Thor (laughs) five. Too Thor, too furious. Seriously, get that under control, man. Uh, after this, Utgarda Loki decided that there should be no more contests, and the company spent the night there at the castle. In the morning, they rose and prepared to leave. After Utgarda Loki had shown them out of the castle, he confided to them what had actually transpired in their contests, saying to Thor, Now that you have left my castle, I shall see to it that you never entered again. <clears throat> the knot on my provision bag that you almost succeeded in untying had been wrought in iron. I deflected the blows you attempted to inflict on me with your hammer. Wait, sorry. I deflected the blows you attempted to inflict on me with your hammer. Instead of my face, you hit the mountainside and carved three gaping valleys into it. Had you struck me, I would have been killed then and there. (sighs) Loki held his own remarkably well in his eating contest, since his opponent was none other than fire itself. So it was with the Alfie, too. He raced against thought, which no one could ever hope to outrun. The far end of the horn from which you drank was connected to the sea, and we were actually greatly afraid that you were going to drink it all. (laughs) When you cross over the sea again, you will see how much you have lowered its level. My cat was actually the Midgard Serpent, whom you succeeded in raising out of the ocean and into the sky, and finally you wrestled against old age and took a long, long time to fall. Now for your sake and ours, leave and never come back. So they just like gave him mushrooms or something so he hallucinated i this this is where i am unclear it's it's norse mythology Magic. you just kind of assume he didn't also know that. thor's also real dumb um this is true thor is super dumb. <laughs> and now for the the final paragraph thor was so angered by this humiliating trickery that he raised his hammer and prepared to slay utgarda loki and smash his castle to pieces but when he turned to do so he saw no giant and no castle just a vast, empty <gasps> plain. There haven't been frost giants here for 50 years. What a twist ending. That's the story. Brought of- to you by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> he directs the podcast now. I've actually been Andrew <laughs> Garfield this whole time. <laughs> anyway, that's the story of Thor and Utgarda Loki. I guess uh, the, the inspiration was just, oh, look, Thor does have goats. Um, and that's all I got for you on that. And <laughs> they sound like great goats. Oh yeah, I, I don't know if they uh, actually scream in the uh, in the mythology, but uh. <gasps> spoilers, Sarah, it's in no, the trailer. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got to say about Thor. Um, so are we in agreement that Utgarda Loki was actually just normal Loki? Actually. This makes a lot of sense. I like this theory. I don't know if it's a fan theory or a real theory. <laughs> I do have um, fan theories about Norse mythology. <laughs> I don't know if those count. Um, but I like that, and it feels like something Loki would do. Yeah, but I guess Loki would lose a, a contest if it meant that he won later. I was going to say, if it meant humiliating Thor again, or again and again. Yeah, I think he'd take yeah. that hit. Yes, he would. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah. I'm glad I that's Thor's I'm goats. glad I took and also some other fifteen stuff. minutes to look up that story instead of writing a mini about Fresno Nightcrawlers for you all. <laughs> Soon. Someday. Soon. No, I will get to it. Um they're my favorite cryptid, other than the uh Flatwoods monster. It's a good list you've got going. Number one, number two. My Flatwoods monster is kinda like my Mothman where it's like there's just one and she's perfect. Where like the yes. Fresno Nightcrawlers are more of like a gremlin situation. I guess there's also Sam the Sandown clown. <laughs> he's great and did i tell you my niece asked me to tell her a story about clowns and that was the only thing that came to mind so i brought up like the wikipedia page for it or the cryptid wiki page for it and started reading it to her and she was like is this real yes I'm like <laughs> yes it is McKenna. no <laughs> uh, i did show her a picture though and she thought it was real cr- real creepy good. good that's a good child all right guys goodbye goodbye we love you for more podcasts like the one you just listened to go to sobelowmedia.com this this is as above so below